0: is possible. What's going on everybody? We got reloaded Monday, episode 50, Haunting Stories of Onset, Massachusetts. We bring on Phil and me and Phil go way back. We went to college together. We've known each other for the better part of 20 years and I'm really excited about reloading this episode for you guys and just to let you know, show some support for Phil because he is now doing YouTube videos where he's going out exploring creepy, haunting locations. He's using the Randomatica app for a lot of it. Go ahead and follow him on YouTube. His YouTube channel is called Canadian Dutch Boys Studios. That's Canadian Dutch Boys Studios. Give him a follow on YouTube. Show some support. Check out his videos because he's going to have a lot more coming. And I'm going to bring him back on the show to talk about his journeys here in the future. But let's take it back to the old school. Episode 50 with Phil. Haunting stories of Onset, Massachusetts.
1: Okay, I'll reload it. (sighs) The lights out, hide till it's bright out. Oh, just another lonely night. Are you willing to sacrifice your life? Staying in the shadows. It's called probing. Make sure things are all clear. Clear for, for the rest of the world. You
0: guys hear that? Welcome to the show, everybody. You are listening to The Confessionals, a proud feature show on blogtalkradio.com and a proud partner of the BombPod Media Network. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share with me on the show... Go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. That's theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the connection section and you can reach me that way as well. Now let's get into this week's iTunes shoutouts. If you haven't heard, we do do the iTunes shoutouts every week. If you go to iTunes, leave a rating and review on iTunes and you will get a shoutout. And this week we're actually giving out the prize for the month of December for our favorite review. This week's reviews shoutouts is... Is Kristen Lynn D83, Cooper Stone, A Town Dave, and also rounding it out, we have Duke's mom. And this month's winner is Kristen Lynn D83. And she writes, The Confessionals Podcast is one of the best paranormal shows out there. I listen every week on my way to work. Tony asks great questions and keeps you engaged. I love that the show also ranges in topics. Keep up the great work, Tony. Emojis hand clap. Kristen, send me an email at the at gmail.com and I will send you your free gift in the mail. Thank you very much. Now this week we have Phil Anderson coming on, and Phil Anderson is actually an old college friend of mine who comes on to share some haunting stories out of his hometown of Onset, Massachusetts. Now, without any further delay, let's get to Phil right after this. Okay, tonight I have Phil Anderson coming on, and Phil Anderson is actually an old college friend of mine from back in uh, the Christian college days of... The University of Valley Forge. So uh, it's been a long time that I've actually had the chance to hang out with Phil. Phil, how you doing?
2: Good man. Good man. Thanks for having me on. Um, always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, it's it has been a little while. Last time we actually talked in person, you were actually on my podcast.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, that was when yeah. I first started the confessionals, and you were kind enough to bring me on and uh, to yep. talk about Bigfoot and things like that. Which that was <laughs> that was a lot of fun, actually. To be honest with you, like, yeah. Yeah. That was probably one of the first times that I had the opportunity to sit down with three guys that maybe ne- necessarily don't really buy into the whole Bigfoot thing and just kind of speak my mind without people, you know, chastising me. So that was, really <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome. We're, we're, you know, we're pretty open-minded, you
2: know, and you're a friend too. So that helps, you know, if you yeah. were just some random person, you know, we might've been a little bit harder on you, but right. <laughs> no, but yeah, man, it was a great time. It was a great time. Um, why don't you yeah, tell people so... about your
0: podcast real quick?
2: Yeah, sure, sure. Um, Actually, we have a new podcast now. Um, it's not called The Phil and Alex Show anymore, but it's called Snealing and Dealing. And basically what it is, it's a comedy podcast. Um, we do talk about like current events or, or pretty much anything, K- kind of like Tony's show, The Renegade, a little bit. Uh plug for his show. Um, it's kind of like that. Um, but also, yeah, we do characters and stuff. Um, and also, you can listen to Tony's episode that he was on, uh, I believe – Oh man, I think it was Phil and Alex show episode forty-seven. I think I it believe. was forty something, yeah. Yeah, forty something. I'll I'll like um I'll tweet it out or something after we're done, so people, uh, your audience can like hear you on that show and stuff. But yeah, if you want to check it out, that's cool. If not too, that's cool too. Well, I'm gonna keep on doing it either way. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, man. Once once you get bit by the uh, podcast bug, it, it, that's a wrap, man. Like <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. done, done for the rest of my life. I'm gonna be like eighty years old. And you know, have a podcast talking about how great the '90s were, or something. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Remember,
2: I remember Fresh Prince, great show.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, I, that was one of my favorite shows, actually. No, to be honest it, was, with you. it was a great show when Will Smith was a great actor. Uh oh. Was. <laughs> exactly.
2: <yeah. laughs> I don't know what happened to him, but.
0: Uh, he know. went Scientology, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh,
1: Tom.
0: <Bum>. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, I mean, the name of your podcast is Snealing and Dealing, is that right? Snealing and Dealing, yeah.
2: It's uh, S-N-E-A-L-I-N-G and then Dealing. I'm pretty sure people know how to spell that.
0: Yeah. All right, cool, man. Yeah, because I know the the podcast comedy stuff, that's so much fun to – you know just get involved in it stuff and you you guys do some funny characters i remember following you guys around even with your videos online and stuff i mean you guys are just yep. you're clowns you just you just have fun at life man that's pretty great. it
2: pretty much i mean it, some people like to call it arrested development i like i like to call it like having a good time but you know yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> we have um we have a new website canadian dutch com. um we also have youtube but if you go to the website you can find everything we do our youtube videos are on there The podcast links are
0: on there and all that so yeah okay
2: it's a lot of fun man we'll have to have you on again actually
0: yeah man i'll be up for that i'm always about podcasting like yeah absolutely when when i first started the confessionals earlier this year uh, i never knew how much i'd fall in love with this whole thing and now i got two shows i'm about to bring on a third one next year and then in 2019 i'm bringing on a fourth one so
2: it's like almost addicting in a way you know i don't know yeah it really is. is You know, I don't know if it's just because we love it so much and that's what it is or if it's literally addicting.
0: Like you right. need to watch out. <laughs> I, I, well, my wife, you know, tells me to pump the brakes and then I'm like, I'll pump the brakes when I'm dead. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 fun though. I just love doing it. And it's it, the more time that goes on, the more you realize there's other things you want to talk about. And so, okay, let's yeah. start another show.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it goes too. That's exactly how it goes. Yeah, yeah so –
0: all right. Well, tonight we're not going to be talking about our podcast. Let's get into the show, actually. And uh, you told me months ago when I first started the show that you had some things you wouldn't mind coming on and talking about. And some of it's personal experiences or with your family. Uh, and then you also kind of want to talk about just the history of you're in Massachusetts and you know some of the paranormal history up in Massachusetts. And I think back when we first started talking about you were talking about uh, a little bit of the Salem witch trials. I don't remember if that's what you said. Oh or not. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That that's um. I, see, I've never uh, – I've never ha- – well, I've been up there for like work and stuff. I've never actually gone to the um, – because they have like old houses and stuff up there still. Like the town is very much still – like there's parts of the town that are very old still. Like they still have some of the same buildings and stuff. So you can go on tours and stuff. Um, I've never actually been on the tour or anything there, but I've heard all kinds of ghost stories from there just from that tour alone. Um, but, yeah, in mass in general, I mean, I've lived in Pennsylvania for a while. I've been to Florida. I've been kind of all over the East Coast. And I would say Massachusetts is probably, definitely the, the the highest number of paranormal activity I've ever seen in my life, for sure. Like, when I was in Pennsylvania, right, like, I didn't have any paranormal experiences. Not any. Not one. Really? Not a one. Nope. Oh, wait. I, you know, while I was living there, no. When I came back, I did, but... Yeah, but that, that, that's when I went to Eastern State, and, you know, that's Eastern State, you know. So. Yeah. But I'll, actually, while I'm, I mentioned that, I'm not going to tease it. I'll say it. So I was, so I was at Eastern <laughs> State, right? And so we're doing the, you know, I don't know if you've been there or people have been there. You do When you, when you go there, they give you this little head, headphones with a little thing you play. And so you go area to area, and you press a number, and it'll tell you the history of that area, whatever. This was the infirmary, blah, blah, blah. So anyway— I, like, took my headphones off. I was going to smoke a cigarette, which I need to quit smoking. But anyway, so I went to go – I got my cigarette pack out and I hear someone say, hey, can I get a cigarette? And I turn around and there's no one around. Like, I had went into, like, a little alcove area, like, by myself to try to, like, you know, make sure I wasn't smoking in front of, you know, in front of kids or anybody. And there was no one there. Just a weird weird experience. That's spooky. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, so that's, like, my one Pennsylvania story. That's the only paranormal thing that ever happened to me in Pennsylvania. But, I mean, it was pretty cool, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, Eastern State, me and Lindsay went down there, uh, I want to say five months ago, we went down there. And we went on this uh, tour and everything. We actually had somebody guide us through the areas and talk to us about the history of stuff. And, I mean, I had no idea some of the history of that place and just how things developed over time. It's just – I mean, there's a lot of crap that happened there. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard of people saying that they've had experiences there, and uh, now you're just added to the list. So,
2: <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Eastern State was weird, especially when it first opened. Like, the prisoners would have to sit in silence and stuff like that. They couldn't make noise. Yeah. They couldn't talk to each other. Like, that's next level. There's got to be some weird – I mean, just imagine living like that, man. That, I know. that, would, that would depress you. So there's got to be some bad energies just from – People being in, you know, sad and depressed and angry and, you know, yeah. I can only imagine how, what people feel like in prison. So
0: yeah, and I think the whole goal with Eastern State Penitentiary, and if it, people don't know, that's in Philadelphia now. But when they first built it, it was actually on the outside of Philadelphia, and as Philadelphia grew, it actually became a residential neighborhood <laughs> around this state penitentiary. Mm-hmm. And uh, when it first started, I believe the whole goal was to create a prison system where the prisoners literally had no association with anybody outside of the prison or the, uh, guards themselves. Like they were not allowed to communicate with anybody. And, uh, if if we talk about driving somebody mad, that would drive you mad. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only thing they could do was pray, read the Bible and that was it. Yeah. Cause it was, it was founded by the Quakers, I believe. Correct. And, uh, so that was the goal, but because it became overpopulated so quickly, the whole idea of complete confinement went right out the window. They started bunking oh, yeah. in there and yeah. you know, all yeah. this stuff changed and that's when, you know, some crazy stuff happened in itself. So very yeah. interesting. If anybody is ever in the area of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, I would highly recommend going on a tour. It's a great uh tour to go on and you go it's right in Philadelphia. I mean it's, it's right there in North Philly in a neighborhood. So
2: <laughs> Yeah, literally it's on a city block. It's the one of the most weirdest things in the world. But I tell you what, I don't know if you noticed this while while you were in there. You can't hear anything
0: on the outside. You're absolutely right.
2: Nothing. Like there's a city, there's cars going, but you can't hear any of that. It's so weird.
0: Yeah. Now, and the the I think they said the walls were what, eight, ten feet thick? And yep. they're, what, 30 feet high? I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's like a big. castle, basically. Yeah, in the, middle like a of a, castle. in the middle of the hood. I mean, I'll just be honest. It's the hood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. on Frankfort yeah. Avenue in North Philly. It's the hood.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if anybody ever seen Rocky, you know, it's kind of like that. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. So, all right. Well, so let's just walk into your personal experiences tonight and just take it away and share with us how it all ties together with the area of Massachusetts and things like that.
2: Sure, sure. Um, I grew up primarily in a town called Wareham, but more specifically a village of Wareham. It was called Onset. And so I, I grew up there primarily most of my life in different houses in that town. A little, that's actually a village, but, um, the town was actually, um, I'm going to go into the history. Oops, sorry. The, ta- I'm going to go into the history a little bit. Um, the town itself, the Onset village was founded by spiritualists and the spiritualist movement. So in 1840s, um, this This was around the time where like you know I don't know if you've ever seen like um old movies or whatever they like people in the eighteen forties would do like parlor games and they would have like you know kind of weird stuff, so one of the yeah. things that came out of that was mediums and stuff and trying to con- contact the dead, so the spiritual movement kind of erupted in the eighteen forties ish and they built um they developed onset into a summer place hot spot or whatever for spiritualist people like the church itself um if you can call it a church i don't they i don't know they they call themselves a church it's not really a church but they're just spiritualists basically mediums who con- you know they do seances talk to the dead and stuff like that and so the, the reason why i bring that up is because i think it, it has to do uh, the, i think it's primarily the main cause of a lot of the paranormal activity in the town in my opinion because i i don't know how you feel about it but when people start trying to communicate with the dead or they're they open doors and sometimes people don't really realize what they're who they're talking to. It could be a negative entity disguising itself as a as a little kid or you know what I mean? So you never know what can come through when you start doing this kind of stuff. Right. So imagine a whole town filled with these people doing it all the time, you know, for at least forty years. So that's just kind of like the background of the town and stuff. And so it was just basically founded by spiritualists. Um so anyway, my First experience I ever had in my life, um, we grew up in a church, it was uh Emmanuel Assembly of God, which was right next door to, literally, uh the spiritualist church. And at the time, it was the headquarters for the spiritualist church. So I like you know, I always as a little kid, you know, I, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know who spiritualist people were, I didn't get it. I I I I thought there were people to handle snakes. I, I you know, I had no idea. You know, I just knew <laughs> that like to stay away, you know what I mean? So anyway, so there's this always this feud between the spiritualist people and and of course you know the church going people because the church going people primarily are like oh no you shouldn't do that you know they're very against that sort of thing you know and that's how that's how I was raised so um, I believe it was like a Wednesday I'm talking like 1992 I was like kindergarten or first grade maybe and so it was after like a prayer meeting or something I went my went with my mom it was when I had first started going to church like my mom. Went to church when she was a kid, but then she started going to Onset again, and was starting to get back into the church. So I was like going with her because I was interested in it, and and what have you. So the prayer meeting ends; everything's great, you know. A little boring for me because I'm like a little first grader, and everyone's just praying, and I'm just kind of sitting there. Anyway, (laughs) we leave. We go to leave. Where my mom's talking to one of her friends, uh, Marie, and they're they're chit chatting and talking about whatever. And I look over. at our van which is parked i don't know maybe 30 feet away from us it's dark out it's like six or seven o'clock at night maybe eight o'clock at night and i look over and i see like this shadowy figure with, with like horns kind of but it was like it wasn't a solid mass it was very shadow like like it never I'm trying to think the best way to describe it. It never had a solid state, but it was just always constantly kind of moving. Like you could see the figure, but it was never like totally there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was it was it was like looking at me and it was sitting in the driver's seat of our van. In the like at the driver's seat and it was like looking over at me like laughing at me. And I of course, I'm a little little kid. I'm like, "Oh my god." Uh, so I'm petrified. You know what I mean? I, I'm like, mom, 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 there's something in the car over there. Blah, blah, blah. I think it's a demon. You know, <laughs> I, <laughs> I just learned the word demon probably a couple of days before. And so like I'm like, oh, my God. And so my mom's like, of course, my mom doesn't see anything, you know. And so, you know, my my mom and, and uh, Marie, they pray and, and everything. And, and nothing ended up happening on the ride home. But the whole ride home, I just had like my legs up. You know, I didn't want my legs to touch the – touched the uh, the floor you know I was like didn't want to look behind me um they, yeah that was, so that was like my first ever paranormal experience
0: Wow I, when your mom and uh what was, what was the person's name Murray Marie yeah Marie Marie uh, when your mom and Marie prayed is that when it went away because I'm assuming it went away yes
2: it did yeah I didn't see it anymore after that after after they prayed and stuff I didn't see it anymore but um yeah I mean phew. one of the craziest things I've ever seen before yeah I can imagine, oh yeah, especially I mean, you can imagine like a little kid, like I had never you know, I was always it was weird because I was always interested in ghosts for some bizarre reason, like in in kindergarten, like uh we used to go to the library, I think we had library like once a week or something i i I discovered these like World War Two books and like war because I was big into like war history and I love G.I. Joe. It was like my favorite cartoon. So I, my dad was in the army. So like I was like really drawn to army stuff and and battles. And so I'd like look through the pictures and be like, oh, this is so cool. And so anyway, I get to the last book in the series and it's like um, it was ghosts. It was like battlefields and ghosts and it was like the ghosts of Getty, gettysburg and it was like my first besides scooby-doo which i didn't think i didn't think ghosts were real and so then i was then i saw this book that was saying that was there was real ghosts and i was like oh my god there's real ghosts i thought this was just a tv show and i was like whoa and so that's kind of like how my interest in ghosts got started but um let's see i'll move on to much later in life um, living in yarmouth massachusetts which is on cape cod A lot of people know where Cape Cod is. Um, But I was – for like months and months, I would say like two months, I'd go to bed and I would just feel like there was someone staring at me. Like from this specific area in my room. It was like near my computer, right? And so I was like, what is going on? Like I just – I thought it was like I thought it was just being like a baby here I am I'm like I don't know 18 years old 17 years old and so I'm like why do I like this is the weirdest feeling like, so I started like leaving my TV on at night and anyway so we ended up going to this youth conference in Toronto and um, it was pretty good we had a good time and it, it I thought it was you know pretty good and so we, we get back and you know after going to a conference and stuff you know I'm like like I don't need the TV on, you know what I mean. I shouldn't be afraid of anything. Like, yeah. you know, what, like God's got my back. Like, well, I'm not, you know, what am I worried about? And so, like, I, I, you know, just shut the TV off, went to bed. Got, got those feelings, but I was like, whatever, you know, no big deal. So I had at the time one of my cats was on me, and she was purring, you know, laying on me, and it was like, I, I remember it was so vivid because I didn't fall asleep, but it was, a, I, it was in a matter of like moments that all of a sudden like. I had felt like someone was, like, pulling my shirt. And, like, literally, like, it, this is what it felt like. I don't, I couldn't tell you what happened because I was too scared to, like, try to move. But it felt like someone had grabbed me and was, like, trying to pull me off the bed. And any time I've ever had, like, a spiritual attack like this, I know immediately what it is. You know, um, it's just, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know if it's just, like, it's, like, a feeling you get. Like, it's a feeling I get, like, when... I'm coming, like when you come under spiritual attack, when like something's something negative, demonic, whatever you want to call it is coming, is like coming after you. And it always happened when I was like sleeping for some odd reason. Maybe it's because you know, you're not, you're at your weakest and you're not like paying attention. You're asleep. So anyway, I feel, I feel, I feel like I'm getting dragged off the bed and I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, so I start praying immediately (laughs) at this point. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to open my eyes and see if, you know what? See if I can see where I am. Like if I'm, am I off the bed? Am I? It just, do I just feel like I'm off the? Bed? I open my eyes, and I see this like shadow. Face again, kind of, oh, not exactly like the one I saw when I was a kid, but very similar. Like shadow, just always constantly moving. But there was a face in it. You know what I mean? It was like looking right down at me. And so I was like, oh nope, 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 no no no. And so like I closed closed my eyes, just kept kept on praying, kept on praying, and then like. When in a matter of an instant, it was just like, boom, I open my eyes again, my cat's back on me and I'm laying in bed again. And I'm like, Oh, I was like, I was like, what just happened? So of course I, I get up, I tell Alex, my brother, we go upstairs, get my mom, we pray over the whole room. And, um, I don't know if this is related or not, but remember how I said I kept on feeling like there was like someone looking at me from my computer. Yeah. One of my friends, unbeknownst to me, was looking up all kinds of stuff you shouldn't be looking up online, um, like uh, uh, like pornography and other t- like weird stuff. And so I always – like I always attributed to that. Like he obviously like opened the door or he did something to open a door and let something in or whatever because as soon as he prayed and I like went to the computer and – deleted anything that you know he might have downloaded or whatever like he he was looking up some weird stuff so anyway he was a weird dude but yeah <laughs> um yeah it was just weird really weird but like i said it was like that black that black shadow like yeah it, it, it was just weird because like i i don't know it's just really strange it, like no it wasn't solid at all but i could i mean i felt it like grab my shirt you know what I mean? So somehow either that or like it made me think it was great, like picking me up. Oh, and another detail I almost forgot. It felt like the room was spinning as well. Like when I opened my eyes again. really, it, the, it felt like the room was spinning like in a circle, in a circle as I opened my eyes. So I don't know if this thing like pulled me off the bed and it was like – or it just was probably just making me feel like I was spinning the way how fast it was moving perhaps or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah,
0: really strange. Let me ask you – when you say the face was moving, now, the, what I picture may not be what you actually saw, but let me just describe it to you. Have you ever seen – do you, do you have Netflix? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Have you ever seen the TV show Fl- The Flash on there?
2: Um, no, I haven't, but I know what you're
0: talking okay. about. On that show, there's uh, you know, The Flash and there's different characters that play The Flash. And when they don't want somebody to see their face – they move so fast, they vibrate their face so that you can see a face, but it's moving so fast you can't make out who it is. Uh, would you describe it like that maybe?
2: Yes, absolutely. And very very dark, very black, but um with like smoky features. That's how I was able to tell like the face part. Like ugh, man, it's it's like, it's like it's almost as if it was like smoke like the way it looked. You know what I mean? As far as, like, you ever, you've seen smoke rise from, like, a, a fire or something and how it, like, moves. Kind of like that.
0: Wow. That's interesting, man. Because when you first said that, uh, that's the first thing I thought of, like, just a vibrating face where it's actually moving. But you can see the face, but you just can't make out detail. Yeah.
2: that's that Pretty much, yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now, you said it, it, it was pulling on your shirt and pulling you pretty much off the bed. Now, I did a show with another guy who said that pretty much the same thing you just told me. Him and his wife were in bed sleeping at night, and he's had issues throughout his life, different things. But that night, he feels something pulling him off the bed, I think by his feet. He opens his eyes and he sees two demonic entities in his room pulling him off the bed. And he said it was like they were physically pulling him off the bed but it also felt like they were pulling something out of him. And uh, interesting. he he just, he started screaming, you know, the name of Jesus and uh, his wife wakes up and they go away and he, she's like, what's going on? And he's like, nothing. We just need to pray. And uh, he told me this on my show. And to this day, he has never told his wife what actually happened that oh, night. Oh, wow. Because he, he looks at it as, you know, he doesn't want to bother her with that stuff. He doesn't want to scare her. You know, what she doesn't know won't hurt her kind of thing. Uh, but how would you describe the pulling off the bed? Would you would you say it was more physical or do you think there was something else going on there as well?
2: No, it, I mean it literally felt like I was being pulled. It, it felt like I had like got pulled off the bed. Like I, I felt I felt the tug on my shirt you know, like and I was like getting pulled off and it felt like I had actually left the bed. But um, like I said, like when I came – when I was praying and I finally like opened my eyes for the last time – and everything was, like, back to normal kind of deal. So, I mean, is it a possibility that, like, I was, like, what's that word? What do people call that? Astro projecting or something yeah, like, that. like that? Yeah, astro projection. Like, that's possible, maybe. Like, I, I don't know. I I just know how what it, what it felt like. I mean, it felt like someone was, like, it felt like I was, like, pulled off the bed and I was, like, suspended in the air. Like, that's what it felt like. Because I didn't land on the ground. And I didn't have a sensation of falling, either. You know, I just felt the sensation of, like, being tugged, like, off the bed sort of, like, to one side, and then that was it. So I don't know. See, now, now, now looking back now, I wish I would have, like, opened my eyes and, like, looked around and, and of course, but in the, in the <laughs> heat of the moment, you know, I, all my concern was just let, making this thing go away.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like,
2: I, I, just, I was just like, I don't want any part of this. No way. Um, Let's see. I have one more... Well, actually – oh, I oh, I have many more than that. OK. So I have two quick ones. Fast forward to mm, 2012. This is after I had left Pennsylvania. I moved back home to Onset. And I live right on Main Street, right down the street from where I used to live when I was a kid and stuff. And so one night in particular, I'm like – I'm laying in bed um, and I was mad at somebody. And I don't I don't want to say who I was mad at because I'm not – because I'm gonna tell you what I was thinking, and you're gonna be like, "Oh, you shouldn't think that, Phil." And I'm be like, "I know." So anyway, I was I was really mad at someone, and I was like, "And I I regret it." As soon as I th- I didn't even say it, I thought it, and as soon as I thought it, I regretted it immediately. I was like, "Oh, that person could be the Antichrist." That's how big of an a hole this person is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And as soon as, as soon as I thought it, I, I was laying in bed, um, like uh, my face down, kind of like this, my on my pillow, like I'm going to bed. It's like I don't know, eleven o'clock at night. I have this thought. And as soon as I thought it, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And as soon as I'm thinking to myself that very thing, like I shouldn't have said that, I feel two taps on my shoulder. And I whip around real quick because there's not, there's not supposed to be anybody in the room with me. So, I like, I whip around real quick. Nobody there. And so I just kind of, like, laid there for a minute, put the TV on. And I was just like, I guess I'm just going to watch a little bit of TV. Weird. Okay same house a few months later this is when uh, my girlfriend at the time now fiance we were hanging out um i have a cat her name's lucy and she was walking around and and nicole went to go down to go pet her or she was like looking at her or whatever and we, both of us see with our own eyes we see this like sh- hand like shadow of a hand go down and like look like it's trying to pet my cat and of course we were just standing there we weren't moving and she's like did you see that and i was like yeah i saw that like well i I was like i don't know i don't understand what that was but it was like yeah it literally looked like a hand shadow like someone's hand like as if it was going down to try to pet try to pet my cat and um yeah really weird
0: yeah no doubt so why don't we just stop right there and when we come back let's um talk about this hand that seemed to have come out of nowhere uh we'll be right back Okay, we're back, and Phil, help me help me envision this a little bit here. Did this shadow just kind of appear out of nowhere, or how how'd this kind of look?
2: It was like, um, okay, so it was it was a it was at night, and we had a few lights on, but it wasn't totally bright in the room we were in. So there was like shadows on the ground, kind of. You know, it's like sometimes you can have light, and then there'll be shadows, like on, like it'll it could cast shadows on the ground if you put your hand in front of something or whatever. But it 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 didn't. It looked like a shadow, but there was no. Possible way it could have been anybody because it was just me and her. We were standing there. We didn't, we weren't moving. And it looked like a shadow, like a person, basically, without a physical form, just a shadow. But just the hand part, like as if someone was just, we had just kept, caught a glimpse of a, a ghost hand, basically, and we couldn't see the rest of their body. And they were like petting the cat. That's the best like way I could describe it.
0: Did your cat react to it at all?
2: No, no. She was just meowing and doing her thing. Okay. Cause like it was one of those things where like, I, i'm pretty sure like nicole was gonna go down to go pet the cat and she saw it and you know and i saw it like over her shoulder and she like stood back up and was like what was that and i was like i i don't know i'm sorry i don't know what to tell you <laughs> i don't know what to tell you
0: i mean that would yeah, freak yeah. that would freak me out too if i'm planning oh, on absolutely. getting down there to pet my cat and all of a sudden a shadow beats me to <laughs> somebody,
1: it. somebody beats you to it yeah
0: <laughs> really
2: weird um same house um the next uh, encounter I had at this house, um, I was looking in my pantry, trying to find something to eat. Standing there for way too long, I don't know, ten minutes. Couldn't find anything I wanted to eat. I'm just at this point, I'm literally got one hand like on the shelf, and I'm just like peering into my into my cabinet, like there's gonna be magical food that's gonna appear that's not already in there. And so I'm sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, and then all of a sudden, randomly, out of the blue, yet again. Two taps on my shoulder. I whip around. I mean, it felt like someone like I. I was in the house by myself. No one's there. I felt two fingers. You know, like literally, like as if someone's like trying to get your attention, kind of deal. Like tap you on the tap me on the shoulder. Turn around, no one there. I just closed the closed the pantry door. Went in my room, played a little video games. Just kind of was like, all right.
0: Wow. What what were you doing both times that you got tapped on the shoulder? Remind me. The first time. Uh, The the first time
2: I was like in bed. And I was trying to fall asleep, and I had I thought a horrible thing, and I got tapped on the shoulder That's after right. I had thought this horrible thing, and and then the other time, yeah, as I said, um, I was looking just looking for food in the in the pantry, like looking for something to eat, you know, just sitting standing there, wow, and just randomly just tap on my shoulder. Never saw anything in that house, but just the the shit. The, besides the shadow, the shadow and the tapping on the shoulder thing. Don't know what the tapping on the shoulder thing is about, but
0: I wanted to ask you kind of backtracking a little bit before we go sure. further the first story you shared with us you said that you were you know felt like something was watching you and so you would go to sleep at night with your tv on the yep. night that you don't something happens Correct. what are your thoughts on that i mean obviously tvs don't have magical powers to protect yeah. us but uh-huh. do you think it's like a psychological thing like that like these entities might know when to strike when you're most vulnerable knowing that you're using that as a protection
2: correct i that might be exactly what it is because i you know i i felt more i felt more at ease with the tv on rather than it not being on even though this doesn't make any sense i don't i mean it'd be like having I'm, i feel like a little kid it'd Be like i have like a nightlight on i mean like sure i i don't know if like that makes any difference i guess maybe it is maybe it is like a um like maybe it's like a mind thing like in your
0: mind it's protecting you and so maybe it maybe it is i don't know patience because like if you all right, you have a brother and yeah. if you wanted to get Alex going and you wanted to freak him out, you're not going to do it when he's expecting it, you know, or uh, when he feels safe. Well, yeah. maybe you would. But my, my whole idea with this is you'd want to sometimes maybe get that person but, when they're on edge the most. You correct. Know? I mean,
2: if you look at like, look at it in like a battle type way, like if you're going to sneak attack somebody, you're going to pick the most – opportunistic time you know when everyone's asleep when there's not as many people around. you know what i mean that's or like you know that's exactly what you would do so i mean if like because it's spiritual warfare basically so um yeah that that's when i would attack somebody when they were sleeping because you know your guards are down you're sleeping you're dreaming you're not you know who knows what we're doing when we're dreaming i don't even know you know, but you, I would assume your guard's definitely down because you're in a sleeping state, you know, you're not, you don't have all your wits about you, you know?
0: No, I absolutely agree. And, you know, like even just having the TV on, watching TV, your focus is is on the TV. And I also wonder, like, you know, because people say that, you know, it takes energy for these things to appear in front of people or to move something. It takes a lot of energy and that's why your batteries get drained and things like that. So maybe it needs you to be the most sensitive and vulnerable to be aware of anything even happening. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like if you're distracted by a TV, you may not even notice anything happening around you if it happened or not, you know? So like, Mm -hmm. just wait, like you said, waiting for that, that opportune time to strike.
2: Yep. Yeah. Well, like there's always been, um, I don't know the validity of this, but I mean, I'm sure you've heard this too, but like the witching hours and this, that, and the other thing apparently that's when they're the most powerful or something like that. I don't know if that's true, but that's what people have always said. So like that could be another thing as well. You know, maybe that's just, that's when they're doing their business.
0: Well, I can Um, tell you that I do believe in the witching hour to a certain extent. See, I believe in the witching hour as far as the witches believe in the witching hour. Yeah, Because they're active in that hour because they believe in that hour. So therefore I believe in that hour too. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But I, I, I think to be honest with you, it's just another hour in the day. And the only reason why it's more active is because
2: it's because they're doing stuff on, they're that doing time. things, you know? Yeah. So,
0: uh, that, that's why, so I, I think there is validity to it. I think that hour tends to be more active. And, uh, I, I know there's a lot of nights that, or I should say mornings that I'm up at three o'clock in the morning working on the show and stuff like that. And when it hits three o'clock, two thirty, three o'clock, I start getting a little on edge. I start looking around the room and stuff because I'm listening to people's ghost stories at three o'clock in the morning.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which probably isn't the best idea, you know? No. (laughs) You don't need someone else's ghost story coming into your
0: ghost story. (laughs) (laughs) I got too many already. Uh, So, I mean, sometimes I do wrap it up early and I go to bed and just kind of like cuddle up next to my wife like she's going to protect me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. So, I, all right, man. I, I know we backtracked a little bit there, but I'll let you continue.
2: No, that's that's all quite all right. Ask as many questions as you want because sometimes I like forget details too. Um, but I'll move on to main event part A. So this is my craziest paranormal experience. Um, and it involves something I call a possession of someone that I know of. Um, so I'm going to leave this person's name out just because, you know, not that they're ever gonna listen to it, but I just you know, just in case. I'm not gonna say their name. But a friend of mine that um I lived with in onset. So they were like hanging out um him and his buddy were hanging out and um they were really into this thing. So you don't even you might even know what this is, but you remember um this, this a couple years ago it was this stupid craze that mostly like teenagers were doing and stuff, but a few people got into it's kind of like where the bath salt stuff was around it was called spice you ever that hear of that familiar.
0: that's that sounds familiar
2: yeah i think i believe it was spice was one of the things that one of the guys ripped off someone else's face or he could have been on bath salts one or the other either way so it was like basically what this stuff is is potpourri essentially okay so i please do not go out there and, and smoke this stuff anyway so it's basically like it's pitched as medical um synthetic marijuana and it's not; it's potpourri. So basically, um, they were they were like into it because it was cheaper than weed and everything. So I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. I was like, I'm not doing that, but you know, you guys can, you know, do whatever you want. If you want to smoke potpourri, like, go for it. I don't <laughs> care. Like, I don't think it's a good idea, but you know, go ahead. So anyway, um, I'm hanging out with them. You know, just hanging out. Um, you know, everything seems pretty cool. They they start smoking this stuff, and I'm like, okay. So I'm just hanging out with them. Everything seep- appears to be pretty normal for the most part. Um, then um, – actually, I should give these people fake names. Okay. So I'm going to call the first guy Jack. So Jack is – um he starts pulling on uh, – make up another name. We'll name him Tony. How's that sound?
0: Perfect. It's a good <laughs> Jack, name. It's good, funny. strong yeah. name. And Actually, Ray- my brother's Ray- name is Jack. So there you go. Oh,
2: I – Totally forgot that. <laughs> all right. So Jack starts pulling at Tony's arm like really weird. Like um, best way I could describe it. Like he he looked gone. Like he looked like he was just like either blitzed out of his mind or like something was up with him. So he was, he was acting weird. And so he was just like like pulling at his arm, like pulling at his arm, pulling at his arm. And I'm like, OK, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get a drink. And so like I leave the room and I'm like – I was like that was weird. I was like I don't know what's going on between those two guys but like I don't know. Literally, dude, I'm gone, I don't know, five minutes. I get a drink. I am drink it in the kitchen. I hear like what sounds like things being thrown across the room. I hear like someone yelling out in pain sort of kind of thing. And so I'm hearing all this like commotion. So I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I was like, oh shit. They're like these two guys are they're gonna they're getting Jack and Tony are gonna get in a fight here. You know what I mean? So like, okay, so I come back into the room and I wow, okay, so I walk into the room, in front of me is Jack, and no, he's actually okay. So Jack was like to the left. So I walk into my room, straight ahead of me is this guy Tony. And he is face down on the bed, like um, knees on the ground, face down on the bed, not moving, not responsive. I called out his name several times. Nothing. Didn't move. Didn't acknowledge me. Nothing. And so he's just sitting there. So, I mean, that's kind of scary in itself. But then I look over to my left on the far side of the room and there's Jack. And he's got blood on his face and i'm like what the f i was like uh, this at this point i'm like what is going on like literally this is what i'm saying i said it like seven times like what the f is going on was like and i'm calling out to him like jack what what is like and he's looking at me like sadistic like and um he looks at me and he just says one word and he says oops and i was i was just like And at this point, he's not talking in normal Jack voice. He's talking in some sort of raspy, best way I can describe it, snake-like type voice. And so he's like – and he's so disturbing. So he's rubbing the blood that's on his forehead like all over his face and just being like, oops, oops, oops. Dude, Tony, man, this is crazy. So – I'm I'm standing there and I'm like Jack I was like and he, he gets up and he starts walking towards me I was like I was like Jack please stop I was like I was like what is going on I was like at this point in my head I'm thinking oh shit they they were doing this stupid like uh spice stuff they let their minds get like this is what I think would happen they let their minds get so weak that Something that was obviously attached to him was able to take over. Basically, is wow. what happened. And so he, dude, he starts walking towards me. Remember, blood on his face, like st- stammering towards me, as if like it's the first time he's ever walked before. So like stammering towards me, and I just keep on backing up. So at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm not in the entrance of of the room anymore. I'm like backed up into the living room. I have backed up around the corner into the kitchen and I'm like standing there. i to keep on backing. I'm like, stop, stop, please stop. And all of a sudden, faster than anything I've ever seen in my life, he just literally jumps at me, like volts at me. And like he's like he's like trying to like push me onto the ground. And so like literally midair as we're like suspended in the air somehow by the grace of God – uh, that's what I it has to be God because it wasn't me because I'm not strong enough. So he comes at me and I but like in air and I somehow turn his body. He was on top, you know, he was coming at me. So he's like on top of me basically as we're going through the air. So I I base somehow basically flip him around and so he landed on the ground first and not me. So like he landed on the ground, I landed like on my knees and then like he's just boom on the ground and so. At that moment, I'm like, he, like, stopped moving. He didn't get up. Like, he was breathing, and, and but he was, like, hissing. He was, like, fucking hissing at me. Sorry to swear, but <laughs> he was hissing at me. So, it, but he was kind of, like, incapacitated at that point. Okay, so I'm, like, okay. So I got up, and I'm, like, I got to check on Tony. Like, I got to see if he's okay. So, like, I, I get up. I leave him. He's not moving. I'm, like, good. Hopefully he stays that way. So then I go around the corner, go back into the room. I'm like, Tony, 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 and he doesn't respond to me. But as soon as I touched him, like touched his shoulder, he woke up immediately. And he was like dazed and confused. He was like, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, he's like, what, what, happened? What happened? And, and like, so I'm like, I'm at this point, I'm freaked out. And so I'm like, dude, we need to call my, uh, we need to call uh, my uncle. We need to get him over here. This kid's possessed. And, like, I told him, like, four times in a row. And he, he was, like, the last thing I remember, I was just sitting there. That's the last thing I remember. I don't remember anything else. And so um I go back out into the kitchen where uh Jack's laying still. And he's still making, like, hissing noises. And now Tony can hear him as well. And so he's, like, looking at me like, like, what is going on? Like, WTF? You know what I mean? And so he, you know – um, and so then I end up calling my dad because at this point my dad lived with me and he, I was like, dad, you need to get home now. And he's like, what, what are you talking about? I was like, no. I was like, I told him the whole situation. He's like, "He's like, are you serious? I was like, dad, this is like exorcist level stuff here. Like you need to get here now because I don't know like if this is safe or not. You know what I mean? So I, I my dad comes home and at this point he's like, he's starting to like come back to normal sort of, but he's still sort of like in it so like he's like in the bathroom because we're like you know like you know clean clean yourself up like get you know and he drank he must have drank like seven gallons of water i've never seen somebody drink so much water in my life but as he's like cleaning himself off he he's like he starts like talking to himself in the mirror he's like he's like oh i'm 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 strong i'm the one that's in control now you're weak Da, 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 da like all this like weird stuff stuff i did not want to hear and i'm like oh my god i was like what is going on so my uncle eventually like comes and, and we pray over him and stuff and um but he yeah he still had lingering effects i remember that night i was on edge because at like we were like we were roommates so um we had the we slept in the same room at that time and so he, you know, he was making hissing noises, at, you know, throughout the night and stuff like that, and whew, um, definitely. I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to think if I left anything out, but I'm pretty sure that's it. Wow. Um, yeah, like firsthand, I, 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 couldn't believe what was happening while it was happening. I was just like, I, I was like, is this some? Am I in a movie? Could someone please say cut, please? Because I was not prepared for this.
0: <laughs> wow, man. That's Ugh. incredible. Uh, where'd the blood come from?
2: Um. Oh yeah, yeah. So when 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 Tony, uh, sorry, not Tony. When Jack finally came to, I was we were like talking with him. It's like, what do you remember? And he's like, I remember. You know, we were sitting there, and then all of a sudden, it felt like somebody was beating me up. That's what he said. And um, but it, it was like by an unseen force kind of thing. Like the Like, and I, I, I don't know if you remember, but I'd said like I heard like things were getting thrown around the room. I heard someone like screaming out in pain kind of deal. And so it it was it was Jack that was the one in pain or whatever. So basically this ed, demon entity, dark entity, whatever you want to call it, elemental, I don't care. Um it was basically from what he describes like throwing him around the room. And so that's where the blood came from. Like he had cut himself. Um I don't know if it was his arm. I think it was his arm or his leg, something. He got like thrown into something, cut his cut himself and by the time I had walked in he was. Oh, it was yeah, It must have been his. Uh, yeah, it was his forehead. It was his forehead. I don't know how he cut his forehead on what, but it was. It was cut. Yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's intense, man. Dude, yes.
2: So, Very intense.
0: I've seen people on these drugs, like I think it's, they call it flaca or flaca, mm-hmm. uh, and people it makes them like it makes them act demon possessed. I don't and. and I, I don't know where to draw the line on that stuff. Like, is somebody acting demon possessed, or are they demon possessed and the drug brought that out of them? You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's.
2: I would in, in this particular case, that's what I would lean towards. Quite honestly, um, like it was also weird because at the leading up to that point, um, both of them were watching a lot of like horror movies and stuff. And you may laugh at me, but I'm the type of person like I bl- I firmly believe in what you put into your body comes out and so if all you do is watch horror movies or all you do is like listen to depressing music it's going to make you depressed if you listen to horror watch horror things it's going to have an effect on you do you know what i mean so like just the same thing with like what you eat has an effect on you or what you listen to what you see like i think all that stuff definitely can play into it and i'm not saying just because he watched a whole bunch of horror movies that he became demon says i think there was obviously other stuff going on within him as well Maybe that stuff probably didn't help as well. But um, yeah, because I'm just trying to remember like leading up to that time period that they, they were watching a lot of horror movies. But um, yeah, I mean, he, he's got his own issues for sure, though.
0: So when you see him talking to himself in the mirror saying, I'm in mm-hmm. control now, I'm in control now. I mean, was that him talking or was it like it was not his voice? No, it was that snake like voice. And was was that before or after the prayer? Before.
2: So like – because my uncle had – he lived like, oh god, like half an hour, 35, 40 minutes away. So a lot of – like an hour had passed before he even had gotten there. So like by the time he had gotten there, um, he was like almost pretty much back to normal by that point. So when he was like talking to himself in the mirror, we're talking like no less than half an hour after the, the incident. Cause he was on the ground for a while. Like I would say he was on the ground for like 20 minutes and thank God. Cause, cause by the time, by the time he actually got up, he was like, like I said, he was like starting to like, kind of come back. Like he would be himself for like a minute and he would talk normal and then boom, there'd be, he would say that stuff that I just told you. And, um, and so it was almost as if it was like going back and forth kind of thing.
0: Okay. So when you heard, you know, what it sounded like somebody was fighting in the other room. Mm. What happened there? Did he beat Tony up? I, I don't think so. I, see,
2: Tony didn't have any, any bumps or bruises on him. Didn't have any. He's At least, you know, he didn't say like he didn't. He wasn't hurt at all. Like it was almost like it, he was incapacitated, like knocked out. But he he didn't have any pain or anything. Like he didn't get punched or hit. He just had total memory loss. Like he remembered sitting there about probably about the time like I was in the room and I left shortly after
0: that. And then he, the next thing he remembered was me waking him up. So, I mean, does I, I, I'm trying to figure this whole thing out because that's just how I am. Uh, I mean, is it possible that an entity could have done it? Like do you think an entity could have like knocked Tony out and then started going to town on Jack and basically inhabiting his body?
2: I think so. I think so, but I um, mean, because I, I mean, I, I knew, I knew them both fairly well, and I, I had never seen, um, Tony, get knocked out like that, or, or just like, you know, because he had, he had smoked the spice stuff before, and he had never had any, weird reactions, or, or you know, didn't pass out, or, I mean, because it was weird, because he was in a totally different position than when I left the room, like when I re- left the room, they were sitting like next to each other, you know, and then when I get in the room, he's like halfway across the, halfway across the room like face down, like laying down, like half his body laying on the bed and his other half of the body, like, you know, knees on the ground laying on the bed, kind of like that, like knocked out, like just incapacitated. Like I was yelling his name, nothing, absolutely nothing. It was like he was under a spell. I don't know. It was weird, really strange. And like I said, when I got into that room, everything was just Like the, there was a chair there. The chair was like flipped over couple thing like maybe a, a table was knocked over like there was a few things like out of place um and the way the way jack described it he said like it was as if so, it was like somebody was beating him up but he couldn't see who it was
0: kind of deal and so when he describes that he's talking about in the beginning when this all started happening
2: correct when 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 he first started happening and then after
0: that he didn't remember
2: anything after that he remember getting beat up because i had heard him in there and i had heard his voice like Sc- I'm not screaming, but being like ah, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like he had been hit, or like it, dude. It sounded like they, were, like two people were fighting in there. That's what it sounded like. Like two people, like beating the living, <laughs> you know what, out of each other. That's what it. Like it's, it sounded like two people fighting. Like uh, when I walked in, I expected them both to be fighting. Do you know what I mean? And then walk in and like, um, Tony's just like knocked out, like non-responsive. And then, you know, like I said, Jack was over on the the opposite side of the room, like next to a, one of the chairs that had turned over on his knees. Oh, my God. I forgot. I, I'm glad I'm telling this again because I forgot a detail. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. No, he did not. Yes, he did. I'm sorry. I forgot that detail. But, yeah, that first time, like when I first walk in the room, I see uh, Jack, Um, not Jack, Tony in front of me. Look to my left. I see Jack. He says the oops thing. He's wiping the blood all over him. And then I'm like, I'm like, what the f's going on? What the f's going on? I was like, I was like, you need. To, I was like, uh, I can't remember. I, th- I think I just was saying that over and over. I was like, what is going on? More distressful as the, like every single time I said it. You know what I mean? And he comes like slithering like over to me. And um, that's then he stood up. And then you know that's when he like came after me. So when you it.
0: when you say slither, okay, like my first reaction, my first thought that I had in my mind was somebody on the floor trying to slither over to you. Is Correct. that what he did? Yeah. So he wasn't standing there. He was.
2: No, no. He was like, he, when I first walked in the room, he was on his knees. And then, you know, after I was like trying to like being like, what's going on? What's going on? he said the oops thing. And then he started making his way and he like slithered over towards me. And then eventually stood up and then started walking towards me
0: afterwards. Wow. That's absurd. Yeah. Like I said, this is like movie stuff. This is like stuff that – Wow. Yeah. When he slithered, did it look natural? Mm. (sighs) Like like his spine
2: wasn't like going the opposite way or anything like that. But the way he was moving, it's not a natural human way. Like – if I would add tapes like, "Hey Tony, why don't you get on the ground right now and you try to slither over to me?" I don't think you could do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that. That's or, or, or make it look the way that it looked to me. Do you know what I mean? It looked like something out of um, uh, what's the name of that? I don't know. I'm trying to think of one of those movies, like the the hole. Was that the name? No, I can't remember the name of that movie. But anyway, yeah, movie like any insert any movie where like you see a possessed person slithering on the ground or something it was very much like that
0: wow (sighs) yeah that's incredible man that's absolutely incredible
2: yeah and like i said that's just main event part a i got main event part b too
0: wow before we get (laughs) into main event part b let's take a break and when we come back i'll let you get into that part b of this Okay, we're back talking to Phil Anderson. And like I said earlier, Phil is an old college friend of mine. And Phil had just shared with us one of the most crazy stories I've ever heard in my life. And uh Phil, in the break here, we were talking and you said to me that this is actually the same house that you felt tapping on your shoulder. Is that right?
2: Yeah, that that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the tapping on the shoulder thing, I'm trying to remember timeline wise. Hmm. Tapping on the shoulder was, oh man, it was after, this after after the um, possession thing.
0: So do you think it's related?
2: Um, I don't. I think I think the tapping on the shoulder. Ne- I never felt, um, like afraid. Like it. Don't get me wrong. It spooked me. Like, you know, somebody's tapping my shoulder. I turn around. There's no one there. Like it spooked me. But it wasn't. It didn't seem like it was. Um. It was evil or bad um, or negative. It just seemed like someone trying to get my attention and trying to talk to me. I don't know. Yeah, but like it was like totally different feeling than the than the uh, possession thing. Like that that was that that was that was dark. And I could you know when you're in the midst of something like that, you can feel like the evil you know around you. But uh, with the tapping thing, none none of that. It was just a random. I don't know if it's just, a, I don't know if it's a ghost or maybe it was an angel. I don't know. I, 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 I'm i going to go with that. It was an angel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever makes you sleep at night. <laughs> yeah.
2: Exactly. Like I've never seen it. Like I've had so many of these like negative experiences. Like I always say that. I'm like, man, you know, I just, can I just have like one angel like pop by and say hello to me? Like that would be cool. Like I've had all these like. Horrible negative things I've seen, you know, but I've never seen an angel. That'd be cool. Anyway, yeah, just uh, plugging out to God there to send me an angel. That would be cool. That would. And be I'll cool. com- I'll come back on and I'll tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> perfect,
0: perfect. Yeah. You know, yeah. before we go into your part B of the story, uh, I want to ask you a question. Now, I can't remember if I've already aired this interview or if it's an interview that I've recorded but I haven't aired yet. Okay, but I d- I remember mentioning during an interview that there was a guy in college that. Would see angels standing around his roommate, and I think it was Mike. Do you ever remember hearing Mike? I don't want to say his last name. Mike V. Uh, yeah, yep. Talk about something like that, because I'm pretty sure he's the one who said it.
2: It sounds now that you've like said it to me, it sounds really familiar.
0: Yeah, like I remember. I th- I'm just gonna say it's Mike because I'm pretty sure it was Mike. But I remember Mike talking about how him he would wake up at night and he looked over at his roommate and he would see these people standing around him and he called it angels and I, in, my, in my mind I'm like how do you know it was angels? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, right? He's all groggy. He has he needs glasses. He's like looking over. Oh angels. <laughs> <laughs> were they in like robes? Were they fingers. chanting in robes? I want to know were they chanting in robes? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah,
2: yeah. They were not shadow, like were they? Oh no!
0: Because <laughs> the way he described, I can't remember how he described it, but I just remember him saying there was like I think he said four or five people standing around his roommate, and I think he, at the time his roommate was going through a really hard time, and I don't know if that's why he attributed it to angels or what. Yeah, that I feel like I feel like you are right. I feel like this is true, and I, I if it's
2: not Mike, then I think I definitely have heard this before. Like I don't remember who. will we got to do investigative reporting. We'll find out. We're yeah, gonna well, figure. I know you still talk to Mike,
0: so I ask do. Him. I'll ask
2: him. I'll, I'll like text him after we're done and be like, "Hey, did you see angels around somebody in college?"
0: And if he did, tell him he needs to come on the show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mike's got a Mike's got some stories too, actually, as well. Well, then why is he not here? We'll have to get him on. <laughs> yeah,
2: he, you know the Mog's in a, a, a reclusive creature, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well. <laughs> You know what? Let's get into uh, part B here. What do you got yeah. for us?
2: Okay. So this is not a personal story, but it's a family story. And it's um, it takes place in the, the same very town that um, all these other stories have taken place in besides the one. Um, so this is in the summer of 1982. This is two years before I was born. So um, my mom, who was single at the time, um, she actually met my dad when they were living in this house, um, which is pretty weird. So anyway, so it's my mom, my Uncle Michael, my Auntie, my auntie Dottie, um, and they had one kid at the time, my cousin Aaron. Um, yeah, it was just them them three at first and then they had like um, other roommates that had moved in periodically throughout the time that they lived there. Now, they only lived there one year and um, how Onset is like set up. Um, like I said before, like the spiritualist, um, people, they built a lot of cottages and stuff in onset. So, um, in this particular property that they had rented, um, number one, the rent was really, really cheap, which should have been a red flag, number one. Um, <laughs> so they got like a really good deal on it and they were just like, wow, I can't believe like this is this cheap, like this is great. There, there was, um, so it was two houses. It was like in the summertime they would live in this little cottage, um, and, Right next door to the cottage um, was the main house and it was like this big – pretty big house. Um, garage – full garage underneath like – it's like half garage, half basement underneath and then a first and second floor. And then the the little cottage was um, like right next to it. And so um, the people that owned the house, um, they had a lot of money and they lived – they lived like somewhere else and they would only come down for the summer. Kind of deal like they had money these people, and so of course they like they were trying to rent the cottage for the summer because they would come down for the summer and they would stay in the big house and they'd rent out the cottage and then when that family went back I think they lived in Connecticut or something when they went to back to Connecticut they my mom and my uncle Michael auntie Dottie would move into the and they moved into the big house so anyway so that's kind of like how it worked you know it was like two houses but they like lived in both of them kind of deal. So anyway, they move in. I think they said it was uh, Memorial Day. Is Memorial Day the the holiday that's in like the beginning of the summer?
0: I can't remember. I always get Labor Day and Memorial Day mixed up. I think it is Memorial Day. Labor Day is in September, I think. Okay.
2: so I'm pretty sure it's like Memorial Day, around that time period. So they move in. Um, all they had done really was just like – because they all worked that day. Um, so they just br- set up their beds basically – and set up a few things and they just kind of like went to bed. So it's like 10.30, 11 o'clock at night. First night in this house, you know. Got a great deal on it. Cool, sweet. Um, so this, this is in the little cottage that they lived in first. So the little cottage, really small place. It's like you walk up the front steps. There's like a short, teeny little porch. You walk in, living room, stairs right in front of you, second floor, kitchen in the back. That's basically it. Bathroom outside in another building.
1: <laughs> wow. Number. One.
2: Yeah. So it was like the it was, it was just so weird. So the bathroom was like outside in like a little shack type thing. I mean, it had like running water, power, and all that stuff. But anyway, I'll come back to the to the bathroom. So, but I just thought it was weird that the bathroom was outside. So the bathroom's outside. So they go to bed um, now at the top of the stairs. Like if you were to go up the stairs at the top of the stairs, straight ahead would be my uncle, uncles, and my aunts, aunts' room. And to the right of that would would have been my mom's room. So they're all going to bed and my uncle's laying there and it, like I said, it's 10.30, 11 o'clock at night. Um, he thinks everyone's in bed. So he's like okay, you know, alright, just about to go to sleep here. And he's just about to fall asleep and he starts to hear footsteps coming up the stairs. So he's like, oh, that's that's weird. He's like, oh, it must be Vicky. Unbeknownst to my uncle, Michael, Vicky's my mom's name, um, my mom's thinking the same thing she hears the steps too she's like oh must be must be Michael he must have got up to go to the bathroom I didn't hear him you know what I mean so he's you know so my uncle Michael's door is open so he's like he has a perfect view of the stairs so he's like you know he's expecting to see my mom start to pop up and see her and the steps continue and he doesn't see anybody and he's like, well that's weird and as soon as he like thinks that like oh that's strange um, right next to his bed, so, like their bed was kind of like in the middle and and then, on either side of their bed were like two um big, heavy like oak bookcases. and so, like I said, they hadn't had time to set up any crib for my little cousin at the time, well you know she's like a baby at the time, so they just like took one of the drawers out of the bureau and like put some blankets in there and put her in a, in the in the drawer and so hears these footsteps they come they come up the stairs. he doesn't see anybody all of a sudden the the um, bookshelf next to him inexplicably starts to fall and like if if so like and it's going to if it falls it's going to fall on his little baby daughter who's just a little you know in in a little drawer that's on the ground right next to the bed so it's going to like literally fall on her so he like jumps up and catches the bookcase and it's really heavy and as soon as he catches it he hears the footsteps run back down the stairs and of course he didn't see anything there's nothing there and so he's like and at this point my auntie, auntie Dottie's awake she gets out of bed it's like trying to help him and it took three of them to push this i mean it's like oak so it's like solid hardwood so it's heavy so it took three of them to like put it back and um so that was like the first experience they had in the house um yeah something tried to
0: hurt my cousin wow first night So, I mean, two people hear the footsteps, and then he sees that now this this bookshelf did it just like kind of, like you said inexplicably fall, or did it like shake and then fall? Do you know?
2: I I he just said it just it just like literally just fell like as someone just pushed it over.
0: Wow, I mean, because I know like there's some people that would want to say, well, maybe the footsteps was the house settling and. Somehow, maybe the floor was uneven and it fell. Like they, they, they try to find any explanation, yeah, sure. you know. Uh, yeah. But I mean, when you have two people both are saying they hear footsteps, it's kind of hard to to write that off.
2: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And um, especially when we well, we start getting into more and more like this is night one. This is like the first night they're right. there, right? <laughs> so like it's just like oh no, and so um, the next thing that had happened shortly after they had moved in. Um, my auntie Dottie is, um, they're do it's laundry day. So they're like throwing laundry down the, down the stairs from the second floor to the hamper at the bottom of the stairs. And so they're gathering up laundry. So my auntie Dottie, they're all, they're all set. They're all done. So they're like, all right. So they're about to walk downstairs. She, she doesn't even make it one step down down the stairs and like her from my uncle michael says because he was behind her her feet went straight up into the air and she just like fell down the stairs and according to her she's like it felt like i was pushed and so she falls down the stairs my uncle michael's like oh my god and so he tries to go after does the same thing and of course i I will say there was no laundry on the stairs like there was nothing that they could have slipped on my uncle michael said that he was pushed i believe him and so he like and so they basically they land uh there was like a little landing like halfway down the stairs so there's like step step steps little landing and then the rest of the steps kind of deal so like she had like fell down the stairs and like he had just didn't hit any of the stairs just went right down and fell luckily it was laundry day and so they landed in the clothes pile (laughs) so (laughs) it ended up being like not too bad but um my auntie Dottie was like worried. She's like, well, you know, I should. She's like, I don't feel so good. I should get, you know. So the, she went to the hospital. That day, she had found out she was pregnant with um, my two cousins. They were twins.
0: Wow, talk yep. about connecting dots there now. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't want. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but the very first thing I'm thinking is the first story. It knocks a bookshelf, trying to knock over, hit a kid, a baby, mm-hmm. and now yep. she's pregnant, and she gets knocked down the stairs yep i mean to to me it sounds like this thing has something against babies oh absolutely actually i'm going to jump to the to
2: something that ties right into that since we're talking about babies so um back in the 80s and the 70s they had these things called like toy parties or like um like tupperware you know what i mean people would like get go to people's houses they'd like have stuff to sell or whatever. And like, you know, like that was a thing people did back in the eighties and stuff. So they had this like toy party, they called it, which was just like, basically not like sex toys, but it was like, like, (laughs) I don't know, like soup ladles and whatever, you know what I mean? Tupperware stuff. Like, I don't know stuff like that. So they're going to have this whole thing. It's, it's getting towards the end of summer. And so, um, a whole, whole bunch of people are like coming over the house And so they're like unloading stuff out of my great uncle's car because he was the one that was running it and stuff. So, And then all of a sudden, they start hearing what sounds like a baby crying. And now this is like the end of summer. So in, 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 in onset, especially in this area, there's a lot of summer houses, like I said, a lot of cottages and stuff. And at this time, there was a lot of people that didn't live there full year round. So, I mean, we're talking – the neighborhood's pretty empty at this point. Like there's a few people around that live there year-round like they did but not that many. Not as many as like peak summertime. Peak summertime, the whole neighborhood would have been full. So this is like end of summer, winding down. They start hearing a baby cry. And so they're like, oh, man. They're like, oh, did you hear that? That sounds like a baby. And multiple people hear it. And so they're like, oh, it sounds like it's coming from across the street. They leave the yard to go across the street. They don't hear it anymore, which is weird. And so anyway, I'm, I'm – fast forward to like 2015. I'm telling this story to my other aunt on the other side of the family, my dad's side of the family. Come to find out, guess what? They lived in that neighborhood as well when they were kids. And apparently there was a baby that had uh, passed away in in that area tragically or something like that. See, I don't know if it's a um, – if it's a – residual type thing like because it was a tragic event and it's like a tape recorder playing itself over and over at certain times of the year or whatever or if this was an actual entity or or whatever but um, they would hear the same thing baby crying they would call the cops hey there's a baby in this house across the street there's no one in the house those people just left today like can you check it out the cops would go over there by the time they got there no baby crying they wouldn't find anything nothing And so they did the same thing, you know, because they're like, we hear a baby over there. And I know these people just left today, but I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe someone abandoned a baby. Like, who knows? So they called the cops. By the time the cops got there, they didn't find anything, nothing. Um, Which makes that story like really validated because it's like over, we're talking over 20 year period, two different people, two different years, 20 years apart hear the same thing. You know, a baby crying which was sometimes also accompanied by a woman crying like it would be like baby crying a woman like sobbing like that that's what makes me think it might be a residual type thing where it's like um just a horrible memory that imprinted in that area um like of you know maybe a mother lost her child and it's like you know i don't know but um that that's one of the uh, one of the weird things but to make it even weirder towards the end of summer like i said everyone's left <clears throat> primarily all of a sudden um my auntie Aunt Anne's on the back porch and or actually it's the front porch screened in thank god and so um all of a sudden this what they described to me as a gypsy woman like dressed in traditional gypsy stuff like old school like black dress like um i'm trying to think of a movie that could best describe like when you think of a gypsy in a cartoon, like that's what it looked like. That's what she looked like. You know what I mean? But all in black, like black veil, all in black. She comes – and they had never seen this woman ever before. Never saw her after that ever again. She comes walking up to the house randomly. And her, her uncle said her, her voice was like um, really strange, like crackly. Like the best way he described it to me, he's like she kind of sounded like the wicked witch from the West, like that kind of a voice, okay? And like crackling, laughing, um. And this is where the story gets weird. So she doesn't say anything to them, just as like crackling, laughing, tries to open the screen door, and my auntie Dottie's like, "Excuse me, what are you like? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, what do you want?" And she's like, I want to come into your house. And she's like, no. And at this point, my, she's like, she's like Michael. <laughs> Michael, Michael comes to the door and he looks at this woman and her eyes are black. Like jet black, solid black, kind of like black eyed kids. If you ever if you hear any stories yeah, like that. that's
0: exactly what I was just thinking.
2: And this because I when I um was asking him about this, I asked what her eye color was because I was thinking about black eyed kids. I was like, oh, I wonder if there's any connection. And he was like, Yeah. Her, her eyes were completely black. And so she like took two steps backwards, went to the left, kept on walking, and my uncle was like Oh, she no, she went she went around to like the back or was gonna or was walking towards the back of the house. And so he's like, "Oh no, no, no!" So he like walks around and either tries to see her through a window or goes around the house and looks. Nowhere to be found. Gone. Like when he went out, he should have saw her because she wasn't walking very fast. It's an old lady. Like he should he should have seen her at the very least walking away. It's like as if she disappeared.
1: Wow.
0: Um. That's, yeah. I mean, that the very first thing when you said the black eye, not before you even said that she had black eyes. When you said that she went up to the door and was pulling on, and your your aunt is your aunt, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said, "What do you want?" And she's like, "I want to come in." Yeah. And your aunt said no, but as soon as you said that, I was like, "That sounds just like the Black Eyed Kids." Yeah. Where they yeah. they asked to come in, mm-hmm. and you have to say no because if you let them in, who knows what happens? You know. And exactly. Uh, then you say that her eyes are black. I wonder if it's anything related.
2: I. I think so, man. I think so. I, I I think it's definitely negative. It's not good. I know that. Just based on what the way they were describing her. I mean, it was just that so she like popped out of a different time period from what they described. Yeah. Like the way she was dressed, like very like I hate to say it, eighteen forties. You know, eighteen like you know, like eighteen hundreds ish.
0: So that you know? long ago.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
2: like that that's that's the way they just they described her, like like old classic gypsy that you would see like in a it depicted in a movie if, if they do you know yeah just really weird um and that it doesn't get it gets weirder and weirder I got more with this house so anyway, remember how I said the bathroom was outside yeah okay so on multiple occasions whatever reason you could only lock the bathroom from the inside. Um, and there was, like, a little gap on the bottom of the of the bathroom door. Um, so, I mean, somebody could have, like, crawled in there and locked it from the inside and crawled back out. But who would ever do that? So, anyway, this would happen a lot where, like, they someone would go to use the bathroom. Guess what? It's locked. So, on, the, on one of these occasions, it was locked. And it was my uncle. He goes up to it. It's locked. The light's on inside. And he's like, what? He's like, really? And then all of a sudden, he hears the toilet flush. Right? He's he's like, he's like, is anybody in there? And, he, you know, of course he's like, he looks underneath. There's no, you know, no feet and there's no one in there at all. So, um, one of the other roommates like crawled in, unlocked it and stuff. And, but yeah, the bathroom was locked from the inside and then it flushed. Wow. As if the ghost is going to the bathroom. There's, like, I don't understand that. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on around
1: there. Dude, dude it,
2: it, this how this place, I'm telling you, it's just, I, st- I got more. Um, so all another thing uh, yeah, we're still in the cottage. yeah, we're still in the cottage too. Um yeah, okay. that might, that might be it for the cottage. Oh no. Never mind.
0: I'll okay. <laughs> check those notes.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm checking the notes now. So anyway, um, like I said, they had rented it from a family. It was a husband and wife, and from what they said to me, the wife was really nice, really nice lady. The husband was quiet, reserved, but he was nice enough. Their son, on the other hand, was a total different, totally different. So, from what they described to me, because they used to come, like I said, they used to come down for the summer. And one of the first things they noticed about not only their family, but ever, they had a cat. And I feel so horrible about this. But the cat's eyes were gone. Like the cat had no eyes or. At least had one plucked out or whatever. Didn't have eyes. Anyway, that's going to come – that's going to be relevant towards the end of the story. You'll know why. OK. So they're they're out in the backyard. They're hanging out, maybe barbecuing. I'm not sure what they were doing. And they can – all of a sudden they hear the the little kid next door. And he's he's a young kid. I don't know how old he was. Maybe um, not a teen – not old enough to be a teenager, so a grade school kid. And they hear him. Well, they hear stuff back there and they're like what is going on back there because what they hear is like three different voices going on. Three entirely different you know voices, you know, weird. So three different voices are going on. They then they look over there and it's just that kid, their son or whatever and he's and he used to always have seizures and all and have a bunch of issues and and so um uh, one of, yeah, just yeah, like I said, multiple different vo- um voices would go into like screaming fits and stuff like that, and um, like not natural voices, much like what I described in um my my story that I had. Uh, from what they told me, it was like there. This isn't normal noises any child should be making. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, dark, raspy, a male voices that a kid probably couldn't make most likely i mean maybe if they were trying hard enough but not not the, the kid was not normal put it that way so they they pretty much speculated that the kid was possessed um which i i tend to believe just based on what you know the description of the kid and and how he had you know just all kinds of issues and and the either that or he had multiple personality disorder one or the other but um I, I tend to think it was more of the demon possession. On to be honest with you, just based on the house and the paranormal activity and stuff that went on there. Um sure. So anyway, fast forward. Um, I told you about the old woman moaning and stuff, right? And the the baby,
0: baby crying. I don't uh, think you uh, mentioned the old woman. Okay.
2: Yeah. So it was. It was. Uh, it would come. Sometimes it would just be the baby crying, and then other times. You would hear the baby crying, but then you would also hear a woman moaning.
0: Oh, yeah, okay.
2: Crying or like in agony or in torment over something that has happened to her or something. Like just, you know, I can only imagine what it sounded like. But, you know, a a woman moaning like that was in some uh, emotional distress, extreme emotional distress. Okay. Um, And like I said, they leave the yard and they wouldn't hear it. You know what I mean? Which is... Blows my mind. I don't understand how that works because it—if it's a real sound, if it's somebody, the sound's not going to just stop once you leave the yard or go across the street. Do you know what I mean? Like if someone's like moaning like that or in pain, you're gonna like, and they're that loud, you're gonna hear them across the street. You're gonna hear them down the street, especially at this time of year when the neighborhood's really quiet because a lot of people have left.
0: Well, in that situation, I mean. Off the top of my head I'm thinking of two circumstances that there could be playing out here. One that there is an intelligent entity that is moaning and sees them leaving the yard and stops every time they leave intentionally for whatever mm-hmm. n- what, for whatever reason or yep. this is more trippy something is projecting sound into people's heads. <laughs> <That> Either way <laughs> it's really creepy. <laughs> 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 I hope it's
2: not that one, but it
0: could be. Right. Then. <laughs>
2: you know what i mean oh yikes so this is where the story is going to get interesting because we're going to get into cryptids here and i know you like cryptids awesome so my uncle it's my uncle my dad who's now dating my mom at this time um they're driving going to the house or leaving the house one or the other doesn't matter so they're driving all of a sudden something like jumps out in front of the car and at first my uncle michael's like oh my god it's a it's like a person, and and he like he's like, oh my god, it hit it hit someone, like it, like it was that close, like he thought he was gonna hit it, he thought he was gonna hit someone, and then he turns around and he's from what he saw, he sees this short, no higher than three foot tall, imp like creature that walked on two legs. Um, best the way I could describe it, it would be like, um, in Ireland, they have like tales of, of, of creatures like this. They're called elementals out there. Yeah. So that's like the, that's the word I'm going to use. I don't know what they were, but he said, um, he described it as, um, hairy, like completely covered in hair, um, short and like monkey, like kind of monkey imp like looking like, which is really disturbing. Um, so like, yeah, he they see this thing and, you know, of course the way that it jumped in front of the car, he, they should have hit it, but nothing happened. They just like literally drove through it. They turn around, nothing's there kind of deal. Um, fast forward, they move into the, into the big house because uh summer's ending. And so there's no heat in the cottage. So they have to move to the main house. The, the owners of the, of the house have gone back to wherever they're from. Um and so <laughs> first night they're in the big house. Um mi- uh, two, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, the witching hour, they hear stuff moving around downstairs, like furniture in the middle of the night. And so my uncle wakes up and he's like, Who in the hell is up right now rearranging the living room? Like, are you serious? <laughs> Like, you know, that's what his first thought was like who like maybe someone couldn't sleep and they're kind of like, you know, moving stuff around. And so, um, of course, like he gets up and like goes to the top of the stairs hearing all this movement. And by the time like he's like to the top of the stairs, everyone else in the house is kind of like up and like, what's going on? And so by the time they walk down the stairs, everything stops moving. They get to the bottom of the stairs um, and there's a rocking chair like right in the middle of the stairs. Um, like at the bottom of the stairs, like in, in the middle of the stair, the
0: stairway. That's creepy. And,
2: yeah. And so like, this would happen a lot. Like they were just like, they'll go to bed two or three o'clock in the morning, furniture moving around. So my dad being the slick guy that he is, he's like, you know what? Why don't we just leave the furniture where they put it and see if it happens. <laughs> <laughs> and we, they did, they left it there and it didn't happen nearly as often.
0: Really? Yeah. Which is weird. So, it wanted the furniture in certain places. Certain places, yeah.
2: I don't know. But I feel like this house has multiple things in it. Like, there's definitely, like, negative stuff. But there also could be, like I said, it was the spiritualists. So, they could have, you know, it could be a real ghost, too. There could be ghosts there, too. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm just telling you what they told me. So, like, that was one of the things that would happen. Um, Another thing that would happen in the middle of the night... Um, like they would have the uh, this heater, and it would always, never failed. At least three to four times a week in the middle of the winter, it would trip in the middle of the night, like for no reason. They would they always have it checked out. Nothing was wrong with the heating system. It shouldn't do that. Like it it, it went out as if someone blew the pilot out, basically. That it was like one of those old style furnaces. Yeah. So all you had to do was just like push a button, and then it would pop back on, basically. So this happened all the time. And then they have they have people like come over and check it out. Like like I said, nothing wrong with the furnace. inexplicable reason why it shouldn't do that in the middle of the night, you know what I mean? But that would happen a lot. Um and then I think I'm going to I think this is towards the end now. Okay. So we're going to going to wind down towards the end of the story now. Okay. <laughs> so they spent a whole year in this place and they're like, No, we're done. Like, we can't we can't live here anymore. So they like they start cleaning up and it's like the last night that that they're there. Like I said, two, three o'clock in the morning. Last night they're there. Everything's pretty much like a lot of stuff's already moved out. I think they still they still have their beds there, obviously, and a few other things. Um and you know you know those attics where it's like – um, it's not the ones you pull down. It's like a little square and you push the little square and then you have to like literally hop into it to get in there. Like there's no stairs kind of deal. It was one of those. And so my uncle hears like it open or like hears like rustling or movement over there like – and he's like, what is going on? And and this was at the – um, like right in front of his doorway was the attic thing. And so – he's hears this and he's like, what? And all of a sudden down from the attic jumps down this imp like creature that he had saw in the street. No way. Yep, That very same one in the, the house, same, in the house. Oh
0: my gosh.
2: Yeah. Last night that, that there, that they were, they were there. Um, spoiler alert. They left right then and there, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were done. Um, yeah but yeah same creature same exact creature um and everything um but i do have a sad part of the story i have to tell it because it's true and it's what happened so they like i said after this happened after this impolite creature jumps down from the attic and like disappears in front of his eyes he's like nope we're leaving now it's like four o'clock in the morning they like they pack up some stuff as much stuff as they can take and they're like all right we'll come back tomorrow morning like whenever you know Seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning, we'll clean the rest of the house up, and then we'll we'll just get out of here. You know, because we we'll, during the day not a lot of stuff would happen. It was at night mostly that stuff would happen. So my uncle and my aunt had this cat, and they unfortunately left the cat in the house. And so when they had arrived the next morning, as soon as they opened the door, this poor cat came running like as fast, like it was going crazy, and. Both of the cat's poor eyes were gouged out. That's how the cat lost its eyes. No, this is a different cat. This is their cat. I was talking about um the neighbor's cat. Oh, so like, so like this is like their cat. Like when they had left at four o'clock in the morning, the cat was fine. No, you know their eyes were fine. The cat was normal. They get back the next day. The, oh, actually, just a few hours later because it was like eight o'clock in the morning. So four hours later, four hours later, they get back. The cat's freaking out. Like, it, they open the door. The cat's, like, running around as fast as it can. Like, it won't come near them. And they look at it, and both of the, the cat's eyes are gouged out. And um, before they could, like, get the cat or even, like, try to, like, stop it, the cat just, like, took off. Took off on him and ran away. Never saw the cat again.
0: So that was their cat. Yeah. It loses its eyes, runs out of the house. They never saw it again. Correct. Yep. That's so sad. It is. It is.
2: I know. I hate to leave it uh, on such a downer. Wow.
0: But, <laughs> but th- at the yeah. same time, like, yeah, it's sad, but. Like that's evil, man. Yeah. That's, and and that's so evilness. The other cat that had missing eyes. I mean, can we s- safely say that it probably came from the same thing?
2: Yeah, I think so. Probably that imp-like creature. My guess. My guess.
0: That's insane. Yeah. All right. So, so this impolite creature, like, was it covered in hair?
2: Yes, that's what he said. He said it was covered in hair. Wow, short too, very short. Not like not like a Bigfoot. Because I asked him, I was like, "Is it like covered in hair?" I was like, "You mean like a Bigfoot?" And he's like, "No, no, 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 no.
0: Like short, like three foot at the most." There's these, um, oh, I'm trying to blank, but there's these smaller creatures people say they see. That's like a Bigfoot, only smaller. Hmm. And uh, I've never heard of it being in the house. But I've like seen how, how. I've seen casts, like people sh- I've show have been shown casts of these little tiny footprints that people find out in the middle of the nowhere. woods. Yeah, yeah, out in the middle of nowhere. And uh you know, like wow. In the yeah, attic. Well, the, in the attic. Well, and here's another thing, dude. It disappeared too. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Just thinking that. Like this. You know was what I mean? So like this isn't like an
2: like yeah yeah. This is parent like this thing had paranormal abilities. Like like this wasn't just like some random ape that escaped from the zoo or something or, or some sort of unknown species. I mean, if it is, it has paranormal abilities, and that might be the first time. Besides maybe a Bigfoot that has paranormal abilities, but right. I mean nothing like that. I've never heard anything like this before. Um, where it, ha- it just disappeared like that. And it did it twice
0: did so. he say that maybe how did it move did it did it move like a a person would move or did it kind of like i don't know like did he describe how its characteristics it, were and how it moved it moved
2: um i i'm pretty sure he said it, it walked on it walked on twos it didn't walk on fours um wow you know i have to ask him about that i did like um i did sit down and like kind of like ask him ask him a bunch of questions. I'll send you the sound clip and maybe he describes it in there. If he doesn't, I'll ask him. And then like like I said, mo- majority of the stories I told you besides one all happened in this little little town onset Massachusetts. Spiritualist uh, safe haven.
0: <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> which,
2: which I think is the reason why there's so much paranormal activity there. Like I said, you know, the, like who knows what people opened up you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is their vacation spot. You know what I mean? So like they were doing a lot of stuff here and like native Americans used to live here as well back in the day. So who knows? Like I can only imagine.
0: That's amazing. I mean, it really is amazing when you, and you did a good job with painting the background of the town and letting us know that th- this town has a history behind mm-hmm. it. And there's a reason why these things happen everywhere. Uh, And things are connected, like just the cats. Like, that was, that's a, there's a connection there, you know? The fact that your uncle saw this thing in the car and then in the house, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's just things are connected. And wow, 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 wow.
2: Oh, and then, then all, like, all that whole story has connections, like the baby crying, like, my, my, both of my aunts heard it. My aunt, they used to live there when they were kids and they heard that. So we're talking like the 50s, 60s they heard that and then fast forward to 82 and they're hearing the same thing. Yeah. Like that's validation. You and, know what I mean? That's like something's going on, you know, like, yeah. I don't know.
0: I mean, that's the thing. Multiple people saw these things. Multiple people heard these things and experienced these things all at the same time. It's not like I experienced something. I tell you about it. Then tomorrow you come and say, Hey, that happened to me too. Like these people are experiencing these things all at the same time. And, mm-hmm. uh, that that's just amazing. I oh man, that's just incredible, Phil. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing this stuff tonight, man. I yeah, really
2: not a problem, man. Anytime, anytime. Um, it was always always good to hang out with you. And I I did want to get these kind of stories out because I never actually had told um, like my personal stories, like I, I like here and there, like the tapping I've told many different people. Like, but the possession stuff, like you know, that's just not something you like to bring up, you know, because some people tell the wrong person they think you might be crazy. Do you know what I mean? You know, some people are. So, like, it's not something I like to talk about. And I will say, I mean, I meant to say this in the beginning, but um, you know, like, I, I like to share these stories to try to make other people people feel good, a little bit better if if they have experienced something like this as well that they're not crazy, and uh, you know. Um, but also, I want to say that I'm not glorifying this in any way whatsoever. Like, all, like a lot a lot of the stuff I've seen, personally, has been evil and stuff, and I'm not promoting that. I promote the opposite of that, but I just want to get it out there so other people know, you know, you're not crazy, you know? Like, this kind of stuff does happen. Spiritual warfare is real. Demons are real. Angels are real. And whether you believe them or not, you know, they're there, and they believe in you.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a, absolutely right, man. Like that's what this whole show is about. The whole show is about people feeling comfortable coming forward to share what they've experienced. So other people can feel comfortable coming forward and forward and sharing what they've experienced, you know, it's like the ripple effect. And, uh, that's why I called the show what I call it, you know, like just people come forward and share what you saw and get it off your chest. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of times that people can just from talking about it, able to move on and just, you know, carry on in life and, I don't know because it hampers them uh, throughout their life, but yeah, man, I I couldn't agree more, and I really appreciate you coming on.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks for having me. Um, if you want to hear Tony on our old podcast, um, I will tweet out a link or something, and um, so you guys can check that out.
0: What's your um, Twitter handle?
2: It, Twitter handles at Snealing. It's S N E A L I N G Snealing. CanadianDutchBoys.com.
0: dot Awesome. Sounds good, man. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Bye. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. Take care. And I will see you next week right here in 2018 on The Confessionals. I'll see you next Saturday night.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
0: And I also forgot to tell you guys, I want to let you know that this week's outro music is actually a compilation of this year, 2017's biggest songs. It has over 130 songs mashed up together in just under 10 minutes. So I really hope you guys enjoy that. Have a great New Year's Eve. Stay safe. And I will see you next Saturday in 2018 right here on The Confessionals. Take care.